What is up, y'all? Welcome to another Fan Friday. I'm so excited for this conversation with a longtime friend, Allie M. Carlson White. She is a writer and a filmmaker raised in Austin, Texas. Uh, she's existing in this intersection of being both biracial and bisexual. Um, Allie's perspective, whether it be on how it's okay to be a Pittsburgh Penguins fan obsessed with gritty or relationship timelines and heterosexual relationships, it contains an interesting nuance when she's not terrorizing her husband with how everything comes back to Fallout Boy, because it does. Allie can be found living it up on these Twitter and TikTok screets. You can find Allie at name tags on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at name tags 27. I hope you enjoy it. I love y'all. Bye. Welcome, 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 y'all. This is another Fan Friday here at Sugarbird Going In, and I am super excited to be joined by a sister of mine, like for real, real, like 10 plus years deep in this, uh, knowing each other and all through different mediums. But um, I'll let her introduce herself, and then we're going to get right into it. What's up, Allie? So, hey, I'm Allie, um, but not that Allie. Not that alley, yes. Not the soul punk alley. Although um, <laughs> I definitely loved that song. Like as soon as I heard it, even though of even course though it was spelled differently, um, mm-hmm. to to preserve you know people's identities and <laughs> foregoings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which yeah. <laughs> Uh, period 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 ellipses absolutely <laughs> but talk to me how'd you become a follow-up boy fan how did we meet um and then we can kick it from there so how i like i this is it's just like the first time i heard fallout boy which is i actually didn't remember until later it was right after i had had knee surgery when i was 16 so i was just like out of it on like my pain meds and like trying to recover and the video for dead on arrival came on fuse and i remember like i can at least remember thinking like oh i like this song like i've got to look up this band later and completely forgot their existence until the next summer summer 2005 when sugar were going down uh came out yeah and as well as like i would see like on like websites where you could have like little icons like blogging websites like live journal and stuff and people mm-hmm. would have the lyrics to homesick at space camp about like you know Aww. my headphones will deliver you the words that i can't say oh my god yes and the glitter and everything yes. like i'm sure you can picture the exact <laughs> little like icon no it's i i i have it in my brain and like i remember looking up that song that song and listening to it and being like they're kind of whack <laughs> but, yeah like great first se- impressions seven, i was talk 17 year old me was like really this is the song y'all are all quoting but then <laughs> but and that's after i had heard doa while just like zooted out of mm-hmm. my mind recovering from knee surgery <laughs> and then like sugar we're going down loved it like i like just had to be like immersed it was the moment and like for whatever reason for like the first like few months i couldn't keep joe and andy like straight in my head (laughs) i was like i i understand that no shade like no no shade shade. but like like, i think patrick and pete had very distinct styles and like personas up in the front joe and andy at least back like right around the time of like from under the court tree like just something about their aesthetics like 
just my mm-hmm. brain was like, um, we're trying to finish senior year of high school. Um, this is not information <laughs> we're retaining right now. You'll learn it if you need to learn it. And I mean, obviously I did. What, what, what Ali's saying is that all white men look alike. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what Ali's saying is that unless you're Patrick Stump or half of Pete Wentz, you all look the same. Thank you. Half of me? I can't tell. Tell the people how we met. So now we love Fallout Boy, but how do we meet? So how we met, I remember I was on Tumblr digging through the Patrick Stump tag because I just was obsessed. And the year is 2011. 2011. That's, yeah, a, that's a sauced up year. Sauced up. So I was on Tumblr and like I'm in his tag and I see this girl talking about how she's been talking to Patrick. And I was like, mm-hmm. who, like, who does this chick think she is? And I was like, friends yes. close, enemies closer. I've got to get the tea. <laughs> it was like, yeah, 2011, yes. it was seeing you, like, just talking about, like, all the shows that you were going to and just, like, it, interviews you were doing and, like, being in contact. And I was like, hmm, like, I want to be able to sip this tea. And then that led to May of 2011. Like, I tweeted, like, I was on the phone with my girlfriend at the time. She was coming home from, like, uh, the damn thing show. And, like, she was walking mm-hmm. and she didn't want to be alone. So we were, like, on the phone with each other. Although, I think maybe at this point, whatever, lesbian relationships, timelines are hazy. Won't go down there. <laughs> We were, like, talking on the phone, like, while she's going home. And, like, I randomly tweeted to Patrick in the middle of the night, hey, do you know that you have a massive lesbian fan base? (laughs) Now I recognize in 2023 I should have said sapphic because of just, like. Of course, yeah. easy to just. The year was 2011. The internet was the wild, wild west. It got the point across because, like, I said that he sent me a DM, like, I in in the morning I did not want to discuss all of the ins and outs of my own orientation and I was like I'll be at your the show that you're opening for Bruno on Tuesday and he's like oh cool here's how we can meet up don't tell anybody email and that yeah. was the start of that and then uh I was like the Texas ride or die for soul punk like I I love talking about this but i definitely wanted to touch on our experiences as a whole with fallout boy right so um specifically you uh being a black fallout boy fan um i know that we talked a tiny bit about you know identifying with pete in both um ways of your identity um do you mind just unpacking that a little bit like i like when i found fallout boy like i was 17 and like as a teenager i really did not want to interact with my blackness uh just between Mm -hmm. how it was portrayed and like the culture and like my family like I didn't ever feel like I fit in with blackness so like I definitely just tried to like avoid it and then like finding this band and first it was like seeing Pete and like before I even knew about his ethnicity, I could, I was like, you kind of, yeah. I was like, you know, if you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, and then like mm-hmm. having it confirmed. Where it's like, I see those ends, baby. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, like, 
when's the last time you got a perm? Like, just yeah, yeah, see for that, sure. That, that's not just a flat iron. Like, that's that's a special Mm-mm. sort of pride. <laughs> that's keratin, baby. And so, like, I think one of the first times I saw, like, his family was like on like a fuse special where, yes, Patrick was helping his mom bring in the yes. groceries. And then Pete was just like, oh, you got it, bro. And I'm like, help your mama. Okay, yes. And then on top of that, seeing her, that was there for the first time. And then when he, um, when they casted this beautiful black woman in the Hold Me Like a Grudge she, video, oh I God, cried. She looks so I cried. I sobbed. Like his actual mom. It made me wonder if, like, they first asked his mom. And she's like, hell no. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think she's so beautiful, and I literally cried because I was like, "Yes, let the bitches like, know." Every time, and it's like the Young and Menace video where like the protagonist was a little black girl, and then mm-hmm. in church, like the leads, like every time in a video, like I feel like, and then not a single black person in Love from the Other Side. No black people live on Emo Island. None of them. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> We, we we were all uh I guess maybe we're all raccoons with Joe. Oh, oh which mm. 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 So finding out Pete being half black, I was like, Oh, okay and then sort of is connected to that is like getting into gym class heroes and like Travi mm-hmm. and it Travi's the gateway. <laughs> Like the, the two of them together, they gave me permission to be mm. black and in this scene. Because yeah. in their both of their own ways, they showed me that I could still have my culture and interact with this scene. And yeah. I really think finding this band and Pete and the like example he set even at his wildest like days yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he really helped me embrace my blackness and that I could be black yeah. and not have to be like the stereotypes of what you think black people yeah. are and so then like I would say the first time they I really recognize him interacting with hip-hop I mean I guess it was Jay-Z knowing that Jay-Z like owned the label they were on so it's like okay like you have that connection it's like and then it was honda civic tour with paul wall opening which (laughs) iconic was also the first show that i had a meet and greet for and at my show pete had this beanie on in our meet and greet and i was like damn like i guess he didn't have time to style his hair before this and then but also pete wentz can wear like a winter jacket in 90 degree weather and be like yeah, i'm and chill then it was a few weeks later that video of him doing the like slip and slide that was <gasps> with dirty yeah, like, dirty with the like dish soap yeah like, that was at my show so he had and then he had to wear that little white yeah. hat and so like the hat was on because <laughs> he got his hair wet yeah and he hadn't had a chance to like fix yes. it and so it's like uh, when i saw the video i was like oh i see what happened yo can we give a shout out to Pete's blowout oh right now? Because I've never been so inspired. I'm like, you must have a Dominican hairdresser because the the way the blowout is blowouting, it's beautiful. I'm so happy for him. He, <laughs> he, like, I 
envy how healthy his hair always is. Like, uh-huh. that's probably why he dated a hairdresser. So then he can make sure it stays safe. Blessed. Oop. <laughs> Oop. 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 I'm removing myself. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm leaving because the fact that that's so true is so funny. But talk to me also about just, like, looking like yourself at shows, right? Like, I know they toured, you were talking about, you know, they toured with Paul Wall. They also did a tour with uh, 50 Cent, and we caught them with, you know, um, uh, at the Boys of Zummer with, you know, Lil Uzi and Wiz Khalifa and all them. Like, tell me kind of, like, what was felt looking like you at these shows. So, like, getting to be one of the shows that actually got to still see 50 Cent when he was on that tour, like, mm-hmm. that was pretty cool because it was, like, it was such a, like, what the hell is this lineup? Because, like, yeah. Paul Wall made sense in a way, like, the sort of, like, hip-hop he did, especially, like, at the Texas dates. It was like, okay, yeah, like, Paul yes. Wall being there, like, we totally were, like, going to embrace it. Makes like, sense, yeah. 50 Cent, I think, was the first time really coming up against the, like, emo scene dealing with hip-hop but I, at least at that point, I don't really remember there being too much negativity. It maybe was just I mm-hmm. was in such an insulated internet space at that time around the band that, like, it mainly was like, that's an odd choice, but it kind of seems cool. Like, it was people seemed more yeah. bummed out, like, that they weren't going to be one of the lucky people to get 50 Cent at their show. Yeah. And wait, did you get Paul Wall so and Paul 50 Wall Cent? Paul Wall's Civic Tour. 50 Cent. Got it. This was 2009. Yeah. It was yes. The Believers got Never it. Die Part 2 that we got uh, 50. And we were supposed to get him for both Dallas and Houston, but Houston got rained out. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here with it now. So you didn't feel that much during the 50 Cent shows. And then Wiz Khalifa, Boys of Summer, I believe 2017. Uh, 50. 50, Oh, Allie, why are we so and, old? And it's like, what? I, like, I especially remember that year because of how it began for Joe and how it ended for me. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, you are the truth teller. But, Absolutely. So talk to me about your Boys of Summer so experience. Leading up to that tour, I was a moderator of a Fall Out Boy fan Facebook group. And I was the only mm-hmm. black moderator. So I Mm. got to witness the unfettered racism of this fan base and the Mm. amount of fans saying they were quote unquote scared of being in the pit Uh. um, because of Wiz's fans. And they were concerned for Andy being straight edge with the weed that would be around. Um, And just before we even got Joe's book this past year, like, we knew that he smoked. We knew that, like, Pete kind of had smoked. It's like, these things have been around Andy the entire time. Why are you suddenly concerned when it's, oh, it's because it's a black man who's smoking. It's black people smoking, 100%. That was really hard to contend with because that also was, like, right as the Black Lives Matter, like, movement was, like, starting to, like, become a thing. Like, the year before was when Ferguson had happened. And honestly, it was Pete tweeting out the hashtag that 
got me like aware of it and I remember like spending that night just like reading like everything in that hashtag from the people on the ground and knowing what was going on like he had his ear to it I mean and so then it helped me me stay connected with it but yeah like 2015 seeing the just like the obscene amount of racism about them touring with not just a rapper, but a black rapper who's open about smoking. Yeah, because, yeah, I think I think that's really important to know like as the, well. White rap, but, safe. Uh, black rap, yeah, oh, and, no. Oh, my and God. So when they did the remix album of American Beauty, American Psycho, and just, yeah. like, the way people freaked out about... Freaked. Acting as if freaked. they've never done anything around hip-hop when it's, like, um... Jay-Z does the intro to Thriller, which I want to hear the, like, version of just Jay-Z freestyling over that entire track. There is an interview with Pete with Jensen Clan back when, like, he had that interview. It's pulled from the internet where Pete describes that Jay-Z, there's a full CD of, like, Jay-Z ad-libs to Thriller. And at one point he goes, it's Fallout Boy! Nigga? Yeah! <laughs> so somewhere it exists. It exists somewhere. And um, what is it? The movie that they, they had like a director's cut, the, the Snyder Cut. But it's... <laughs> I, I, we need the Thriller Snyder Cut immediately. Because, I mean, before So Much for Stardust, like I was joking, like because like their Twitter icon like was like this orange photo. And I was like... Next era is going to be orange and the album title is going to be nigga. And the only one who can say it is Pete. And that was like before I was aware of like the interview. It, oh, it's in the book. It's in where are your boys tonight? Where like, I think it's Travi who mentions mm-hmm. it. Like Pete doesn't say nigga. Like he doesn't say the N word. No. But I was like, if they named an album that and Pete's the only one who could say it. Screaming, crying, it's throwing up. Like, It'd be like Pootie saying like, Hey guys, listen to my album. That's Patrick <laughs> promoting it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can you imagine the pain of him? Like, what? Like, he wouldn't even want to type it out. No, he wouldn't even put the stars. He would just put just like parentheses in the middle of just like openness. He was like, I don't even want to think about it. Like, I think Patrick would like punch himself just thinking about the word. Like, for so sure. It, it just, yeah, like that was my like joke before we actually found out there was going to be an album this year was like, oh, it's going to be orange Mm -hmm. and it's going to be named this. And three fourths of the band can't even say it. (laughs) My features definitely give me away, but if I am living my true Mm -hmm. emo life, my color doesn't always give me away. And especially Mm. in the age of face mask, like you can't, if all you can see is my eyes, like you don't always like it's, strange because it's like the more I've embraced my blackness is when I've run into like usually other people of color can see it and it's like but with white people I can't always tell if they can I usually just come out with it I'm like I'm black I'm bi (laughs) I'm here to cry (laughs) that's a banger I know we'll write that one down yeah (laughs) That's Pete's side project. (laughs) (laughs) It gives a whole new meaning to black cards. 
<laughs> did we just I'm escaping my own podcast. Did we just figure out what just the happened? double entendre of that band? He's pulling his black card. Ooh. Anyway, black bye here to cry. <laughs> On that note, like back in the early days, like before Pete got with Ashley Simpson and he was much mm-hmm. more willing to joke about his boundaries. Um, yeah. And it was sort of like the saying where like on in the internet communities, like, we all just sort of went like, yeah, he's bi, but he just doesn't use the label. Because he definitely, like, mm-hmm. flirted with, like, what you can and can't get away with. Like, there's a clip that's going around on TikTok right now of him in an interview with Patrick where he was like, oh, if, like, we could get married in, like, a non-sexual like way, I'd get married to Patrick. And yeah, so him being, because he would just flirt and play with around with that, like, it also, like, it, I was always, like, when I learned what bisexuality was when I was in my earlier teens, like, it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Everyone is on the table. Let's go. And yeah. so, like, that, like, he, like, just helped with, like, oh, here's this person who is like me. And mm-hmm. he's in this, like, famous band. And he's, like, writing these songs that, like, just something about them. They just, like, hit close to home and like even if you read like if you literally read the lyrics it's like what the hell is this stuff saying because it's so like so many metaphors and just like so abstract and then depending Mm -hmm. on how Patrick felt like singing it sometimes words on the page slash screen slash the words you're hearing not the same become very different and just like the way the enunciation he'll use like because there's plenty of times i'll see lyrics written out and i'm like what song is that from and then i'll look it up yeah i'll listen to it and i'm like oh i would not have like yeah night and day just the way my brain will read it as a phrase versus how it's sung completely Mm -hmm. different message yeah, and especially from Patrick. Not the enunciation thing, but yeah, just the, the cadence the thing. the cadence. And, like, one, like, that I can think of is, like, in America's Sweethearts about, like, how you don't, don't know you're a legend. And it's, like, is mm. he doing the, it's, like, is it the double negative of, like, you don't, don't know? Or is it the, like, is it a stutter of, like, you don't, you do, like, you are, like, so shy that you don't realize that you're, like. Yeah, like, so yeah. That's one. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. It's a case of that's definitely one where, like, a lot of the the Pete's lyrics from, like, right before the hiatus on, like, Infinity on High and Folia do sort of play with that, like, ambiguity of, like, you know, I've got a lot of friends who are stars, but some are just black holes. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Lock lizard scales. <laughs> what is it? Like, grow your nose like, well, it's like... <laughs> lot is like crazy bad moods or something that's one where like i have to read those lyrics every time just because they're sung so fast 
Wait, yeah, I need to pull it up. Okay, so what is it? Something about lizard scales. I know, and I'm so sad because this is like literally my favorite album, Foley. But what does he go? Um, I'm like literally searching lizard fall. It's just royal order. <laughs> okay. Yeah, lot lizard scales cool your nightlife moods. All the rookies leave your badge and your gun on the desk when you leave the room. Yeah, what? <laughs> well, I have one last question for you, and then you get to ask me a question. And that is, other than it being me, why do you listen to Sugar We're Going In? For the like intersection of how Fall Out Boy has, they operate in such a hip hop way. And it's a case of, yeah. it's, hilarious watching people who aren't familiar with how hip-hop releases things or like how they'll record and work on things and so like they won't realize it until they're confronted with it because they're working with an, a hip-hop yeah. artist or like they just say it outright or the fact that like it cracks me up the way two chains was like Oh, like y'all are such like hard rock and like such a heavy sound. It's like it's like funny how like rappers <laughs> view Fall Out Boy as like such as hard. No, like rappers to Fall Out Boy, it's like yeah, they're metal. They might as well be a metal band. Them. They like all they like, all love the way them. That like hip hop loves Fall Out Boy and Fall Out Boy loves hip hop. Like that, just like it's great that like there's a podcast dedicated to Fall Out Boy in their history, but is recognizing like their history is not what you think and it especially ties in really mm -hmm. well with that oral history of emo and it's like it's weird because in that book follow up boy gets mentioned but it's always sort of like real piecemeal like on the edges and it's like it's yeah. funny how in the mainstream like they're considered like the emo and the, it's like yeah within the scene that like that music really comes from like it's like they kind of like skirted on the edge of it. Like when they started, it's like, yeah, they had that sound and they definitely like were kind of in that group. And then by the time From Under the Quirk Tree came out, like it was like Jay-Z went, oh no, y'all are mine. Put you in hip hop. Bloop. And like just yeah. changed yeah. the trajectory and just. I mean, I think it's what Pete always wanted. I mean, we feel it with Decadence. Like he just always wanted to be either a rapper or <laughs> be friends with rappers. And I, there's a, a lot of reviews that say that like Thriller is like a rock rap brag track. Like, like if, like if you, or, or I saw a tweet by someone and I'm actually going to have them on a fan Friday segment. He was like, if you sing Drake lyrics, it's, it's, it's fall out boy lyrics. If you rap fall out boy lyrics, it's a Drake song. Oh, <laughs> yeah so do you have any questions for I me do in this like this is like a great segue <laughs> this conversation right yes here. yes this one do right you here i think we will ever be able to get patrick to bust out his rap skills officially on a track not just like some radio interview where he's doing mm. a cover of this is how we do it like, mm, I think he's too Midwestern. I think he's so humble. I think he would never like want to like be like what I think rap is. And this is me rapping. Like, I think he will write, I think. And I know he has <laughs> written raps. I think the closest we're going to get to it is like 
his Shutterbug cover and that Kiss FM um, interview where he does uh, This Is How We Do It. Um, and and we kind of get some in so much for Stardust and like some of the some of the faster cadences, but I don't I don't think we'll ever get Peasteasy. Like I think maybe Travi can get out of him, but my brother my brother's staying tight to the Travi, chest for sure. Please for the culture. Travi, please. This is us pleading to you. If you are listening right now, get Patrick to drop a quick sixteen, an eight. Like I'll take anything, anything, ad libs. Anything, on, on please. The gym class. <laughs> Bless us. We've been through so much. We've been through so much collectively as a society. All we need is a PCZ stanza. Thank you. Travis started the Taylor Swift August trend with Patrick at Forest Hills. I think my favorite part was Travis' little kiss on Patrick's head while he was sitting on the piano. <laughs> like <laughs> Patrick seemed flustered and excited and happy. I- <laughs> He also sounded great that night. Like he sang this shit out of Cupid's Troubled. Sang bi- like biblically very accurate. very happy. <laughs> biblically accurate stereo hearts. Yeah, the way it should have been. The way God fucking intended it. Which okay, that's uh, that's my hill and I'll die me think on it. Of the like gym class heroes storytellers they did, and like yes. Oh my God, he was singing. And when he did, oh wow! He did, um, Whoa, uh, the fighter with him like he's saying ryan teller's part yes and like that's oh, how yes. my mom and i were introduced to that song and it's a case of wow it was also right in the thick of her like yes. cancer battle and so it's like that was definitely like mm-hmm. the message of that song like meant so much to us and like i like to hear him to hear sing him sing it, that yeah and like and that was and travi like gave like the story behind like what that song was about so it's like oh just like boom yeah. right in the chest like uh well, that's wonderful. And I thank you so much for being a thank part of this. Um, I'm so, so happy and blessed and lucky to have such awesome people just surrounded by me. And then that I get to give you a platform too, because Ali is an incredible filmmaker, storyteller, artist, all together person. So super happy for y'all to get to know them a little bit more. And I will have their social media links and whatever they want to give me in the description and the show notes. So thank you again. Okay. But you you gotta give me a quick uh, air horn. Bow, 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 bow. Yeah, baby. Ow. I love that. Bye.